0: Hey guys, what's up? My name is Clay. Thanks for joining me today for another video. Um, I got a question through my audio questions about you know, what makes a healthy INFJ? What makes an unhealthy INFJ? So I thought we'd dive into that topic a little bit today. I've come up with a list of 10 things that I kind of think steers us in the direction of this elusive, healthy INFJ. But first, let's listen to the question I got. Hey Clay greetings from Israel I have a question about being an healthy INFJ you know healthy and healthy it's a very big and popular topic and for me as an INFJ whenever I read about it and watch videos about it I feel like I can relate to both sides I have both healthy and unhealthy traits and it feels like it's a part of my default Also in my best times, I always look for a problem. I always look for a crisis. And it makes me wonder, is there such a thing, a 100% healthy INFJ? I would like to hear your thoughts about it. Thank you so much. All right, so thanks so much for that question. And yeah, you've kind of touched on something here. It's kind of a funny thing in a way. It's like, you know, what is healthy, what is unhealthy? It Kind of seems like these two arbitrary words that we've created. And it's kind of expected that, you know, are you a yes or are you no? It's like this binary thing. And of course, like a lot of words in our language, you know, things are more like a spectrum than they are like a binary yes or no. So let's let's say it's a spectrum, and on one end it's unhealthy, the other end it's healthy, and technically you could like slot a person in anywhere on the spectrum. Um, But you know, in order to do that properly, you kind of have to define what the word healthy means in the first place, right? You know, so is there such thing as a perfectly healthy INFJ? I would say no. <laughs> it seems like every INFJ I know at least has some kind of struggle. There's always a bit of a dark side in every INFJ I've ever met. I've never met just this perfectly sunny INFJ person. I feel like if that's what you were, you probably wouldn't be an INFJ in the first place. So I was trying to think about, you know, what does it mean to be healthy? And I feel like the best definition I could come up with would be, you know, here's the world. The world is full of problems. It's basically chaos when you look out. All these people doing all these different things, so many issues, so much hypocrisy, you know, all these people saying different things that don't make sense. And so here we are trying to navigate through this world. It seems to me that if you can cope with that, and even thrive, in that situation, then you probably are approaching you know, this, this vague definition of healthy. If you are debilitated and you just can't deal with it, you know, struggling with massive amounts of depression to the point where you're not thriving, let's say you're just like barely making it, like you're barely functional, you know, then maybe you're down that spectrum more to the unhealthy and there's room that you can grow. So yeah, I mean, I have a lot of dark days Would I call myself perfectly healthy? No, Um, not at all, to be honest. But there's also this element of perfectionism for INFJs, right? And I think a lot of INFJs are very hard on themselves. It's sort of like we hold ourselves to this really high standard. Oftentimes we can't meet it and we might be unhappy with ourselves. I think that's a very common thing. Uh, especially with like goals and stuff. I think a lot of INFJs I've met, including myself, we feel like we should achieve certain things or there's certain things we wanna do. And we set these sort of vague goals up for ourselves, these abstract things that we're trying to achieve. And if we don't achieve them, it just doesn't feel good. Uh, so I think we can really hard on ourselves. Um, so yeah, I think a healthy INFJ kind of accepts themself. Maybe Maybe that's really one of the better definitions it's like a person that accepts themselves, isn't super hard on themselves, and is able to walk through the world you know, in a functional way. So I sat down and tried to flesh this out a bit and make a list of sort of 10 things that I think more specifically defines a healthy or an unhealthy INFJ. So I'm gonna go through those today. And uh, if you're interested, uh, stick around. All right, so the first thing I wanna mention is a healthy INFJ will be very empathetic to the people around them, very supportive, um, be able to help people work through things and deal with relationship issues and kind of just, most INFJs I know have this interest in people and want to help. However, along with this trait that all INFJs have, there's kind of a way to make this healthy or unhealthy, right? A healthy INFJ will be able to help others without taking the weight of that, or the weight of these other people's problems onto themselves to such an extent that there's, it almost just weighs you down now. Um, this has definitely happened to me in the past. I think it used to happen to me a lot more. Um, it's almost touching on what codependency is. Codependency means that your worth, your state of being, is dependent on how somebody else is doing right? So if you're with somebody who, let's say, has bipolar, up and down, manic-depressive, you know, when that person's doing well, you feel like you're doing well. When that person's down at like the depths of depression, it's almost like you take that on and you also feel depressed. So a highly codependent person really struggles with that and almost can't separate their well-being from other people's. I would say if you are an INFJ, you are going to have that empathetic nature. However, a healthy INFJ will be able to separate themselves from other people's emotions. Sure, you will feel that with them sometimes, and you'll be able to take that on, but how quickly can you shed that? Okay, that person just went away. They kind of just dumped all their emotions and feelings and life problems on you. How long does it take you to kind of shed that off, move on with your day, you're feeling good again? Um, A healthy INFJ will be able to do that quickly, An unhealthy one, it might just wreck their whole day and it's like you take on that stress as your own. All right, so building off that, I think a healthy INFJ won't be a people pleaser and will have this sort of core integrity to them. You know, what is integrity? I feel like it's kind of staying true to yourself and what you believe. So INFJs are known for being these like social chameleons and going into a social environment and kind of, giving people what they want. It's like a, a harmony thing, a social harmony. So you know people want something from you, and there's like this feeling to that you wanna give it to them. In this process, I think that you can be authentic and I think a healthy INFJ will kind of maintain their authenticity through this process and an unhealthy one will almost lose their authenticity, they will lose their sense of self and just people please and give everybody what they want. And it's sort of a balancing act, I think, cause you don't want to just walk into a social in- situation and be all about yourself and not care about anybody and not be sensitive to anybody's feelings. Cause then it's almost like, it's almost like that's like a type of neurodivergency, almost like you're not even aware of people's emotions. So you don't want that. So again, if this is like a spectrum, you kind of want to be somewhere in the middle. So you're noticing what people want, you're noticing what people need, and you're willing to give it to them if it's appropriate right? You don't want to sacrifice your own authenticity. So I think one way that this can manifest is in some kind of social situation, let's say somebody is saying some stuff that you think is just super wrong, uh, you really disagree with, um, super, you know, something really hypocritical is going on. Do you stand up in that situation and kind of give some pushback? You, You remain authentic to yourself you know, while being sensitive to the social social situation, like, um, the thing about high extroverted feeling in the INFJs, ENFJs, is we value that harmony. And so we don't want conflict. We don't want to create a fight. So it's a hard balance to remain authentic and to stand up for yourself while also keeping that harmony. I think a healthy INFJ will prioritize their authenticity over harmony in the right circumstances. It won't just be this, I will always be harmonious, for example. A healthy INFJ won't be afraid to like voice their perspectives, even if they differ from the group. And I think a healthy INFJ is okay with people not understanding them a little bit. I think a hardcore people pleaser is very uncomfortable with the fact if other people don't understand them, so they won't even step out in the first place. All right, the third sign of a healthy INFJ I think is creativity. I think an INFJ, when they're kind of thriving, can be a very creative person. And I don't mean just in art. Of course, that does manifest in art. But it can manifest in any other part of your life. Could be your job, in business, um, just ideas and expressing ideas. INFJs are great at looking around an issue and coming up with creative solutions. An unhealthy INFJ, you know, I find when I have been going through bouts of depression or kind of like existential crisis, which seems to happen to all INFJs, if you want my honest opinion, I I don't think I've ever met an INFJ that doesn't go through those things now and then, because I think we, we think so deeply about things that sometimes we can think ourselves into a hole and almost just take on too much. But... I find when I am in those sort of unhealthier states, my creativity starts to suffer. And oftentimes if I can just force myself to be creative, like just do something that's creative, get my mind moving, try to think of those alternate perspectives, creative ways to solve problems, can really kind of maybe help myself, is what I've noticed, sort of get unstuck. All right, so the fourth sign of a healthy NFJ is open-mindedness. So this kind of goes along with the creativity thing. You know, you're you're thinking about things, thinking of creative solutions. But open-mindedness, like what is that at its core? It's the ability to consider alternate perspectives. So the dominant function of the INFJ is introverted intuition. And Personality Junkie actually has named all the cognitive functions, and they call that one perspectives. So they say anybody who's a dominant introverted intuitive, which would be INFJs, INTJs, are very good at perspectives. And a healthy INFJ will try on different perspectives just for fun. So it's definitely something that I spend a lot of time doing. It's sort of how I come to most of my conclusions. I kind of try on all the other perspectives to see how well they work. Like, let's say that I was on this side of this issue. Could I defend that? Well, now let me jump to the other side. So I think a healthy INFJ will just do this process naturally. An unhealthy INFJ, I think there's a couple ways this could go, could be stuck in kind of one perspective. They're just unable to consider other possibilities. So I don't think that's a really healthy place for INFJs to be. I think INFJs are healthier when they are open-minded and willing to consider things. And if you're getting really closed off and locked in, it, it could be a sign that you're kind of you know, stuck in your own mind, like maybe like you're in that overthinking loop that can sometimes happen. So there was one thing I heard, I think it was actually C.S. Joseph that said it. You know, Some people love C.S. Joseph, some people don't. Um, there's things that he says that I really like, there's things that I disagree with. Um, but one thing that he said that I really liked was, INFJs are the tip of the spear for society. And I thought that was a really good metaphor. So, he, what he means by that is that the INFJs are the ones that kind of see all this stuff going on, see the problem, come up with these solutions, and kind of forge the path forward for culture or society. Oftentimes, we're not really appreciated very much for that because, you know, 40% of the personalities are introverted sensors, or the guardians they're called, and you know, they really value past experience. So you're kind of up fighting against the guardians a lot as you're the tip of the spear. But this open-mindedness and the ability to consider new ideas and perspectives is one of the strengths of the INFJ, and I think a healthy INFJ will really embrace that without coming across super abrasive. And maybe that's an example of an unhealthy INFJ in this, it's plain devil's advocate with people just to piss them off, almost. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I will, you know, if I'm in an argument with somebody, it's actually something I've noticed about me and my partner, Lexi. We're both INFJ. And sometimes we can almost, we can get into these little arguments where we will take opposite sides of the issue, even if we don't necessarily... Agree with those or like it's almost like we'll play devil's advocate with each other And I think that's actually a healthy process because it can it can help people Kind of figure out what they believe they have to defend, you know their beliefs or defend their perspectives But an unhealthy INFJ will almost be too harsh in this process and just be playing devil's advocate with everybody just to like prove a point Um, kind of using that perspectives as a weapon so Yeah It's a gift and a curse, right? Depending on how you use it. All right, so the fifth sign, a healthy INFJ is able to forgive themselves. Something I've noticed about myself is when I've been in bad places in the past, when I've been more unhealthy, I'm really hard on myself. I have these like super high standards and I'm just like disappointed in myself and it almost makes me just feel like, you know, like hate myself and then I just get more and more depressed in that feeling. I think a healthy INFJ lets themselves off the hook. They realize they're not perfect. You know, they're doing the best they can. And you know, they're doing a good job. They are the way they are and they accept that. And then obviously an unhealthy INFJ will be the opposite and really beat themselves up, hold them to this like impossible standard. I would say if you are in that state, try to loosen up on yourself. Just accept yourself for who you are. You're doing a good job. You are the way you are and move forward knowing that you're on your own side, if that makes sense. You don't wanna be your own enemy. All right, so a healthy INFJ will have very strong intuition and they'll see things that other people don't see. I mean, that's one of the things. It's like this ability to put together puzzles and you take things that are seemingly unrelated to other people and correlate them And use them, you know, use these things to form new conclusions that other people might not get. And so, while this process is quite amazing when it's done properly and it's healthy, there is an unhealthy version of this. And I think it sinks into paranoia and conspiracy theories. So, healthy introverted intuition is balanced with verification. So if right now I just invented some crazy theory. And so we've all seen those people that are kind of obsessed with conspiracies. And it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Like if you find a person who's very conspiracy theory focused, um, they've actually done studies on this. If, if you find a person who believes in one conspiracy theory, chances are they are much more likely to believe in others. And I think really it is sort of like runaway intuition without the verification. So let's say I just have this feeling I get this weird feeling. It happened to me like two weeks ago. I have this really good example. I don't know if I should share it because it's a little private. But the general vibe was I, out of the blue, had this feeling that something was happening. I asked a couple people and they're like, what? Are you crazy? No, that is ridiculous. I'm like, no, I I feel like this is going on. I'm going to look into it. So Here's the thing, you have this crazy theory, you don't have any proof or evidence yet. The next stage has to be to verify it. So I verified this thing and it was happening. Um, so now I actually had the evidence I needed to you know, act on this intuition. I think an unhealthy INFJ will act on things even without that verification process. And I think it happens in INTJs as well. And you kind of just become this conspiracy nut. Uh, and I, I, I've i noticed in myself that I, I have that tendency. Sometimes I'll be like, I, I want to believe in those conspiracies, right? But oftentimes when I look into them, you know, there's no weight behind it. And I can kind of shut that down and bring myself some peace in a lot of ways. So yeah, if you are one of those people that seems to act on your intuition before you have proof, I think you know, moving towards a healthier state would be to look for that evidence, that hard evidence, look for those facts, data, uh, to back up those claims. Or, you know, you can back things up with just your sensory experiences, like if you witness something. Um, But either way, act on some kind of reality rather than just an intuition. So the seventh sign of a healthy INFJ is perseverance. Perseverance and kind of the ability to lock onto a goal and work towards it. So introverted intuition, again, the dominant function of the INFJ or perspectives. Another side of it is it's really good at locking onto these abstract goals. Um, Sometimes they're not even super specific, like the details aren't fleshed out, but most INFJs will have this sort of abstract goal they're working towards, they know what they want. A healthy INFJ will kind of use their intuition to pick realistic, healthy goals, and then work towards those goals until completion. I think where this process can sort of become more unhealthy is when the goals that they pick are unrealistic. Um, If you're working towards something that's just generally, you know, very hard or close to impossible, then you're going to have a lot more trouble finishing those goals, and you're going to have to quit somewhere along the way, or you just end up wasting a lot of time trying to kind of achieve unrealistic goals. So I think a healthy INFJ kind of goes through that process of trying to pick realistic goals, locking onto those things, working on them until completion, and hopefully learning something in the process, and hopefully achieving something. And so if you are kind of unhealthy in this area, and you're the type of person that abandons things before they're completed, I would try to bite off smaller and more attainable goals. Let's say you have this one grand loose abstract goal that seems impossible. Well, break that down into 10 smaller tasks and then tackle each of those things one at a time. And there's something about that for INFJs, that the finishing of something. For myself, I know this is especially true, feels so good to finish something. And so I start it and then I finish it and I get quite a good feeling from that. And so if you're the type of person who's never finishing anything because your goals are just too you know, too big or too crazy, then you might be doing yourself a disservice. and You might wanna kind of break that thing into something more tangible. All right, number eight is perfectionism. INFJs are really prone to being overly perfectionistic. So I would say in general, INFJs are very particular. And they're doing their thing, they have their goals that they're working towards. and. It's hard to get an INFJ off that path once they're on it. And I think a healthy INFJ can be very particular and very involved with their goals, but not so much that it stifles that process. So one way that I think perfectionism manifests is hiring people. So I run a couple different businesses and A perfectionist just can't hand things off to people. It's like they must do it themselves. You know, it's like if it's not done 100% correct, it's just the end of the world. Um, I think a healthy INFJ will notice that 100% is unnecessary, maybe. It's not that it's unattainable. You could sit there until it is absolutely perfect. But I think to be healthy is to realize that maybe that's a waste of time. Maybe you don't have to do it. 100% A hundred percent to get the job done, maybe 95 percent is fine. So Tim Ferris said this thing one time with regards to hiring. And this is something I've struggled with. How do I hire people and give them jobs? And it's something I've really had to practice on, because you know I struggle with this perfectionism thing. Um, he's like, "If you can hire somebody to do 80 percent as good of a job as you will, you should hire them." Because the reality is, is 80% of the way is likely good enough for your business to do well. Yeah, 80%, I mean, I would still like a little more than 80% to be honest, but I think it's a good lesson. Don't expect perfection in everything. Leave some wiggle room. So another thing with regard to to perfectionism is I think an unhealthy person will tie their self-worth to how perfect it is. So in the end, they're painting this thing. Let's say there's an INFJ, an amazing painter. They paint this amazing painting. To everybody else, they're just like, mind is blown at how perfect and how amazing this is. But the artist is a perfectionist, and maybe it just didn't quite capture the perfection of their plan or their goal. And then they then use that to beat themselves up and make themselves feel bad and almost tie their self-worth to their lack of perfection. That is a sign of an unhealthy INFJ. Let yourself off the hook. And what I've kind of learned is that expect a little bit less than perfection. Here's the ideal. Just be happy with yourself if you get 90%. All right, number nine is self-care pretty self-explanatory. I think a healthy INFJ will recognize that there are things that they need just for themselves. It's not all about doing things for other people. It's not all about working as hard as you can. I struggle with that. I always have this tendency. It's like, I have a whole day off. Let's say I'm like, what am I going to do today that's super productive? Sometimes you just need a day off. something that Lexi, my partner Lexi, is always telling me. It's like, you're allowed to just relax a little bit. You know, take a day for yourself. So there's some of my unhealthy tendencies that kind of pop up. I'm just obsessed with, you know, getting, uh, I'm kind of almost obsessed with productivity sometimes. Allow time for some self-care and understand that you need that as a person sometimes. All right, so number 10, and one of the bigger ones, I don't know why I left it for the last one, A healthy INFJ will recognize that not everybody will understand them and not everybody will get them. And they are okay with that. This has been a massive thing for me. You know, in the past I would get so stressed out, you know, if I tried to explain something to somebody or I had some kind of solution or I was just trying to express an idea and this person had no idea what I was talking about, or they misunderstood me, or they almost maybe sometimes took it as malicious, and they misunderstood my intent. That used to really bother me. And again, that might go back to the people pleasing, but I think a healthy INFJ will be okay with that. And actually, more than okay, they will understand that certain people just aren't going to understand them. These people might not even have the capability to understand. There's all these different personalities and they're all focused on different things. And certain personalities just aren't gonna understand some abstract, intuitive thought. So I think a healthy INFJ will learn to recognize what people are capable of hearing and then kind of adjust their message rather than you know, go up to the like, highest flying bird and expect them to go for a swim with them. It's just not gonna happen. That's a bird, they're not a fish. Uh, That was actually one of my first videos I ever did way back was this birds and the fish analogy. Still relevant. So I'm sure if you went way back in my feed, you'd find it. It's like one of the first videos I ever did. Anyway, so that is my long-winded explanation of what might make an INFJ healthy or what might make a healthy INFJ. Um, I'm sure there's lots of other things. It was just sort of 10 things that I thought of off off the top of my head. And all things that we can kind of work towards. But you know what? You don't have to achieve perfection. So there's the perfectionism thing again, right? You don't, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfectly healthy. I don't even think it's possible anyway. So I think we all just need to let ourselves off the hook and uh, move on with life, just with this, like, peace that we're doing a good job. Anyway, thanks for that question. And I uh, hope you guys are all doing well. And have a great day. See ya.